Thank you guys for listening to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening Podcast. This podcast is a beacon of lighthearted content for anyone at any stage of their spiritual ascension. If you appreciate this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you listen. Hello? Is, is anyone there? Somebody help me, please. This is actually not so bad. Yo, what's going on? What's happening, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening Podcast. My name is Brandon Anderson, and I appreciate you holding your focus here. I appreciate you using your time to listen to this podcast. Now, this episode is pretty cool because I've always been intrigued by hypnotherapy. And fortunately, I got the chance to sit down with quantum hypnosis healing practitioner Vanessa Arnold. And There's just so much great information in this episode. So if you're someone who's on the fence about hypnotherapy or you're just really intrigued like I am, be sure to stay tuned after the break where we debunk misconceptions and we just get to the truth about hypnotherapy and how it can really benefit you. So I am extremely eager to talk to our guest today. I've been very eager to learn about the subject of hypnosis and lucky for us, Our guest is a level two quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, as well as a soul speak practitioner. So Vanessa Arnold, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for the opportunity to speak on your podcast and share this with other people that may be interested in pursuing this. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you, Erin Brown, for for linking us up, man. She's so awesome. I appreciate her as well. (laughs) But um, if you could briefly uh, just tell us about the services that you provide that may benefit someone who's listening. Yeah, sure. Um, So I started my whole spiritual quantum experience with quantum healing hypnosis back in 2020 when I took the course. And I've been doing that now for three years and I did eventually branch out into other services. So I do offer soul speak, which is very, very different. It's um, a shorter session. There's no hypnosis involved. It's really just connecting with the client about their health um, and getting to the root cause of symptoms. That's more for someone that isn't quite ready for the deep dive that is hypnosis. Um, And then I also recently added another service called Beyond Quantum Healing. So Beyond Quantum Healing, also known as BQH, is just like QHHT, very similar in styles of modality and how we work the hypnosis and get the client tranced. But with Beyond Quantum Healing, we are able to actually do these sessions remotely online. So I use Zoom to connect with people that way. So it's really amazing to be able to offer a hypnosis session to clients online now. Just in general, to be able to help people in any way is, is just awesome. And I just think, especially in what you're doing, I feel like it's it's such a, I don't know if the word I want to say is niche, but it's such a niche form of, of therapy, you know, that I don't, I don't know any hypnotists anywhere. So I just want to applaud you for doing this. I think it's much needed work, but I'm just curious about your background. Like what led you to p- pursue this particular form of healing? 
So my background is actually in completely different things than hypnosis. I worked in a bank for many years, so lots of financial background. And then I worked in the traditional medical field, so traditional Western medicine. Um, I was with a very large medical company for years, and I really, really enjoyed that work because I enjoy helping people. And with that kind of work that I was doing, it was really just about making sure the patient is comfortable and safe. So my background had nothing about hypnosis. I didn't even think about hypnosis. It wasn't even in my realm of things I was interested in. And so when Dolores showed up for me, she showed up on my YouTube channel and uh, the rest is history. She showed up in 2020 and I was like, this is a really interesting thing that she's doing here. And I dove into it, went to her website, found out she had actually passed a couple of years prior, you know, about 10 years prior. And she's got her daughter teaching all her classes, which is amazing. So she is the creator of quantum healing hypnosis technique, the original creator of it. Okay. So, well, that leads me to to my next question. What exactly is uh, quantum healing hypnosis and how, like, how, how does that differ from, I don't know if there's like a standard form of hypnosis or whatever, but how does that differ? Yeah. So quantum healing hypnosis differs from regular traditional clinical hypnosis in the fact that quantum healing is more metaphysical. We are delving into the quantum realm, into consciousness, and we're actually really looking to connect with the higher self and the deeper parts of a client. Whereas with traditional hypnosis, the kind of stuff that maybe you've heard about or seen on TV, it's about smoking cessation, weight loss, changing patterns, thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, rerouting the subconscious mind, to create new pathways for changed behavior. And that is capable of being done with quantum healing. For example, if a client wants to quit smoking, we can delve into that subject, but that's not the focus of quantum healing. It's more about really diving into the higher self and getting to the root cause of emotional problems, relationship problems, career, purpose, life path, it's really more quantum, more metaphysical, more connection with the divine. And it's funny how I, I've noticed since kind of exploring this metaphysical space, I've seen a lot of people that have come from the, the medical world and try to bridge that gap between the metaphysical and, you know, the, the Western medicine. So I just, I think that's awesome. I really think the work that you're doing is cool. Is there any particular education required? Like how, how does that work? Yeah. So with quantum healing hypnosis, you do have to sign up in their academy to take the course. And it used to all only be in person, but with COVID, they are able to do it online now, which is great. So it is a extensive course where you learn all about it. And then after you finish the course, before you even get fully certified, you have to complete 25 sessions on people and they have to be all different people. It can be your friends, it can be your family, but it needs to be all different people. That way, as an intern, which is what they call it, you get that experience of all different types of people. You're not just, you continue to do it on your brother or your sister and you do the same person over and over. You have to get all different types of people because you have those really analytical people. You know, they're very left brained. They're always 
analyzing everything. It's hard for them to even relax. Maybe they have insomnia, they have a hard time sleeping. And then you've got, you know, you have people that might meditate a lot. So they might go into a session a lot easier. So right. you want to really dip your feet in and get all kinds of clients in the beginning. And then once you hit 25, you get fully certified and then you can start actually taking paying clients and really expand your practice however you want. I'm just, I'm really glad that you're clearing up a lot of stuff for me because I feel like my perceptions of life, like a lot of people were framed by what they saw on TV and what they saw in movies. So like Jaws, the movie, for instance, it made me afraid to go to the beach. Like I didn't want to get eaten by a shark, but you know, obviously I've grown out of that fear, but any hypnotism, any hypnotist that I saw on TV or talk shows it you know, entail like someone waving a, a watch in front of a face and saying, you're getting very sleepy and snapping their fingers. What is a, What are the common misconceptions about hypnosis that you can clear up? I love this question because I always have to review this with each client when they come in for a session because everyone has like a preconceived idea of it. So common misconceptions are that you would be blacked out and you won't remember anything that happens to you. And yet you don't have any control over your body or your words or your actions. And that is so far from the truth. Like with quantum healing, you really have to be in a state of allowance and you won't even be quote unquote hypnotized if you don't let go of the idea that you have to control it because if you're afraid of being blacked out or if you're afraid of this or afraid of that, there's that's controlling a session. And with right. quantum work, there is no control. We need to be in a divine state of flow. So the more flow a client can have, the better their session goes. But people typically are not blacked out. Dolores, she would call um, a certain small percentage of people that are synambulistic. It's a type of client that goes very, very, very deep into a session. And they very seldom remember much when they come out. They still have control while they're in there where they're not going to, you know, quack like a duck and walk like a chicken. It's not going to happen like that. There's still that level of awareness and understanding, but they go very, very deep and they won't remember lots of details when they wake up. And then with synambulists, they also have where they actually take on the personality of the life that they're visiting. So for example, Dolores's first book, Five Lives Remembered, her client was regressing to a life as a woman in Chicago as um, in the 1920s, I believe. And she was like a flapper and she was speaking just like this woman and behaving in that way and just very mannerisms of someone that was a flapper in the 1920s. Right. So it was really, really cool to read that book and just see the synambulist in action. But that, like I said, it's so rare. It just isn't that common that you get someone that is going to be so knocked out, especially as we collectively have raised our consciousness to such a high level I mean, I'm sure you're experiencing your own elevation and your own consciousness, the people yes. around you, you're seeing it through our thoughts, through our behaviors, through our beliefs, all of that we're, we're elevating. And with that elevation that we're each having, we are connecting and embodying more of our higher selves every single moment. So what that translates to with hypnosis is people experience a level of awareness during the session. They no longer are having sessions where 
they don't remember anything anymore and they're blacked out and it just it hardly ever happens nowadays but i think it's a great thing because it shows the expansion of the consciousness individually and collectively that means we're we're making strides so definitely you know being blacked out loss of control that doesn't happen and then also a lot of people think that the practitioner for example me would be the one doing the healing and that's so far from the truth i am not a healer i don't do any healing on the client it's all self-healing which is what's so empowering and so amazing about this work is the client is connecting with their own inner self, their own higher self that does all of that healing and knows all the answers to every question they have. I'm simply the guide, the facilitator to navigate them through to connect to these deeper parts of them. So that can be a misconception too, that people, I have had clients where they'll walk in and they'll basically say straight off the bat, I want to walk out of here a completely different person. Right. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, hold on. That's not going to happen because you, you know, there's work required. You know, I can't just lay you on the bed, hypnotize you, and all of a sudden you're a totally different person. Right. What happens after you wake up is you now have a choice. You have a choice. You took this investment in yourself to do this work, to pay the money to do this work. And it's an investment. And now you have a choice laid out in front of you to take the path. Do you take the comfort, the things that you know, the behaviors, the patterns that you already have done a million times? Or do you take the unpaved path, the one that doesn't have any steps on it, that you're the one making those steps, you know? Yeah. And that's the that's the choice that you have. And sometimes it can be scary to step out of your comfort zone, but QHHT gives you that opportunity. So when you wake up, You've got all this information on a recording that I give you and it's up to you to utilize it, you know? So that was one thing that's really important to know for people is that they're the ones doing the healing, not the practitioner that they see. This is a weird misconception that I had. I thought that anyone who performed hypnosis was some kind of like warlock or witch or, you know, that's just how, how I grew up. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just all the things that we've seen on TV. Yeah. Exactly. So something else I wanted to ask you, um, when you go into a therapy session, how do you prepare for that? Is there like mental or spiritual prep that you have to do on yourself? Like, uh, information you have to gather. What is that like for you? Yeah, really amazing question too. Thank you. So for my prep, I do make sure that my own energy is clear, that I'm a good, clear channel for the client because I'm following my own intuitive guidance in a session. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving 100% of myself and I'm always connected with my higher self during a session as well. So as I'm guiding them, I want to make sure I'm doing the right things for them. So I take uh, energy cleansing baths. I do energy cleanse with sage and Palo Santo smoke, things like that. And then of course, you know, meditations, setting lots of intentions before a session and then um, with prep for the client. So I don't really get much information from them past their booking information but I do send them quite a bit of information as far as how they can prepare for a session and how to get the most out of a session. Because if you just sort of come in willy-nilly and you woke up one day and you're just going to do this, it's kind of not going to be 100% the best experience because you didn't really set yourself up, right, for, for success. 
So I always tell people, reduce your caffeine the morning you come to see me because you don't want to be super wired. And then also, you know, eat a healthy breakfast, make sure, you know, you've got some nutrition in you, get a good night's sleep the night before, and then no like hard drugs or alcohol for a few days prior, because those substances, there's nothing inherently wrong. It's obviously how do we use these substances, right? So they do aggravate the nervous system though. So lots of substance will heighten the nervous system. And then when you have a heightened nervous system, it's very difficult to relax, very difficult to be in a meditative state. So I just politely ask that if they can abstain, that they do um, just for a better session. Right. It kind of reminds me of the first time I went into a sensory deprivation tank and I did both of those things wrong. I ate a big breakfast and I had coffee. <laughs> so oh, I was no. not able to relax at all. I was like, this yeah. is so dark in here. What the heck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did do you ever did you ever notice uh any difference in the therapy from let's say if you performed something with your family than with someone who you didn't know? It was there anything that felt different just because you were the facilitator for them? Yeah, that's a great question. That is very common. If you do sessions on your family as the practitioner, it is usually more difficult. And that is because there's already an established relationship there. So even though you have trust because you're family, there might be things that that family member is afraid you'll find out or they don't want to tell you, which would then allow them to be a bit more vulnerable. So yeah, that, that can get in the way. Whereas with a stranger, it's, it's nice to be able to just sort of spill your whole life story to someone and finally be heard, you know, feel like you're being heard and understood with what's happened in your life and your experiences with no judgment. You know, that's the thing as a practitioner, I'm not judging or shaming anything a client's been through. We all have our stories. We all have our experiences that we are choosing for ourselves, And allowing them to speak in a sacred space with me and just me holding that space so they can talk is in it's so healing in and of itself like the amount of clients that have had profound epiphanies just from talking because they never get to talk about what's going on with them it's right. it's very healing so yeah there's definitely a difference with family and strangers strangers do tend to have a bit of a better experience because they it's a third party. They don't know you. They feel like they can just talk about what's going on with them because there is, we have hundred percent confidentiality. So they feel safe. Whereas a family member thinks, oh, if I tell them this, they're going to judge me or they're going to think differently of me. Or sometimes family members think that, you know, those old school ways of thinking about hypnosis that <laughs> when they're under, they're going to say something like all of a sudden you're going to spill your box of secrets, <laughs> but that doesn't happen. So yeah, that's a good question though. I, I just, I'm sorry, I'm having these questions pop up as you're speaking, but um, is there a, a certain amount of sessions on average that you see where it, the the therapy starts to affect and really help someone like one session, two sessions, three sessions? This is a really great question. I wouldn't even have thought to mention this, but because it's just so normal for me, everyone just needs one session. Like it's one and done. It's, it's so powerful. It's so amazing because with a quantum healing hypnosis session, you're not there for like an hour or two. We're hanging out for like six plus hours. I mean, right. I've had sessions go like 10 hours. Wow. So um, wow. yeah, really long. I think I think Aaron's session might've been like a 10 hour one. So well, um, yeah. wow. super long, super deep. Um, and the reason that they are that way is because there's 
the beginning where I'm getting to know the client and we're building trust, we're building rapport with each other. Because if I have a client walk in, in my home and then I immediately try to hypnotize them, they're not going to want to do it. They're not going to feel comfortable. So we sit for a few hours, chat, get to know each other. Um, really, it's just me listening, you know, and I'll ask a few questions here and there, but I want them to talk. I want them to, you know, just open up um, and, you know, tell me about their life. And, uh, you know, that's usually how it goes. So we can right. get comfortable. I just have one more thing I want to ask you. And I'm just, I'm again, I'm so thankful that you're able to answer all these questions because this is stuff. Yeah, I've absolutely. Anything you have, I'm happy. I'm happy to answer. <laughs> um, so a while back, maybe a couple of years ago, I heard a story. I think I was watching something on YouTube and you mentioned uh, regression earlier, um, but there's a story about past life regression that was so intriguing. And there was a woman who during hypnosis accessed experiences from a uh, past life and she was describing them in a different voice and uh, they were detailed enough to where she could recall the specific details of places that she's never been uh, in, in her life. Um, what is your understanding of, of past life regression and, and is it something that can occur for anyone uh, during hypnosis? Yeah, absolutely. So past life regression is actually a component of quantum healing hypnosis therapy. So the beginning parts of the hypnosis is guiding them into the most appropriate, most relevant time and place that they need to see. A lot of times, especially nowadays, it can be just a current life memory, but a lot of them are going into a past life as well. That was just sort of the traditional way Dolores had it run was past life. And anybody can go to a past life, even say someone that maybe it's their first time on earth, right? right. They still have all these other lives on other planets and other dimensions and experiences. Um, so with past life, I do like calling it more life regression because time isn't linear exactly. and you know, it's like, okay, it's in the past, but really it's happening right now. Everything is happening concurrently. I really like to think of time. I like to explain this to my clients, like think of a circle, that circle has no beginning and no end. And we right now at this moment are on this part of the circle. And then with past life regression, all you're doing is just hopping to another part of that circle. It's all right. happening right now. All that circle right. is existing right now. We're just hopping to another part and experiencing whatever is going on on that part of the circle, but it's right. still happening now. And I know it's a total, it might, it like yeah. <laughs> blows people's minds to try yeah. to conceptualize time. Um, Cause our 3d minds can't really grasp it, but exactly. yeah, it's really life regression and you can even go to a future life. There's been clients that visit future lives. Um, so they sort of see their incarnation after this one, which right. is really cool. Yeah. That's, so that's yeah, so everyone, cool. can, everyone can experience past life regression and um, everyone can experience hypnosis. You know, a lot of people think, well, oh, I, I can't be hypnotized or I tried to be hypnotized and it didn't work. Everyone can because hypnosis, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. It's a lot like listening to a guided meditation. There's people that say, well, I can't meditate. It never works. It's you have to allow it. You have to let go of control and yes. let go of the things that are inhibiting you from relaxing. So right. if it's too much social media, too much caffeine, too much alcohol, whatever's happening in your life or too much stress, you know, like whatever's happening, you've got to like manage that to be able to allow yourself to relax. Right. So everyone can have this experience. It's about a state of 
surrender, allowance, and also belief systems too. Because obviously with, you know, religion, some people don't believe in past lives. That's okay. Because if that's the case, it's just visiting a story. You're going to see a story today. Let's see what kind of story pops up for you. Right. And if, if it helps them to understand it as a story versus a past life, then they'll experience it. But if they're very rigid and they think, oh, there's no way this is real, then they're not going to experience anything. You know, it's our beliefs. Our beliefs are so powerful. You know, it's like the placebo effect. So yeah, if whatever your belief structure is, is how you're going to experience things with hypnosis and in just in life in general. Absolutely. Well, you guys hear that. Let go before you go to <laughs> hypnosis yeah. session. Okay. Oh my God. Surrender and let go. <laughs> let go, let go, let go. It's like in all my prep emails, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Well, yes. I'm, I'm so appreciative that you took this time. I hope this, uh, information reaches someone who needs it someone who really needs this so I know it was a bit of a headache trying to get together but I thank you so much for for being here because I know time is you know it's not linear but it's your most <laughs> valuable asset that we have right here on Earth. you know so I, I appreciate you doing this for me but um I will have your info uh everyone I'll have Vanessa's info in the show notes but if you could just tell uh, anyone listening how they can uh, uh contact you Absolutely. So um, with quantum healing hypnosis technique, this particular method can only be done in person. So if there are people that are in the Corsicana, Texas, Dallas, Texas area, I'm available to connect with them in person, or if they're willing to travel down here, I'm willing to connect. Otherwise, I will send you the link that way you can post it with the podcast if you want. So they can find a practitioner in their area. There's the official QHHT website where you can search for your own area of practitioners. But if anybody wants to have a beyond quantum healing session with me online, they are more than welcome to connect with me. I can connect with you no matter where you live um, since we do it via Zoom. And like I said, those ones are just like QHHT. It's just a different method, a different modality that is able to be done online. And my website is uh, my website is www.thetawavesqhht.com. 